remembered for standing next to then-President Bush after 9-11 when he gave his bullhorn speech at Ground Zero in New York. On Wall Street, stocks slide the Dow down 274 points on the day. The S&P and the Nasdaq also finishing in the red. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. One Triple Talk, WMKT weather forecast. Forecast for the rest of today. We're still looking at sunshine. Hot air 43 clouds tonight. 26 for the low. Expect sunshine again for Tuesday. Highs near 41. Clouds for Wednesday. 46 for the high Thursday. Chance of rain. Could see highs near 50. And then Friday, rain and a high again near 50. That's your forecast on Triple Talk, WMKT. It's Brian Kilmeade. And they have these families come out and basically tell their stories of how their kids got uh, caught up in this vortex, how they tried to get the social platforms in many cases involved, and they could not get a human being. It's all building up to legislation that will pass unless the donor dollars and the lobbying dollars become too attractive to these lawmakers. Maybe they could just do the right thing. The Brian Kilmeade Show, weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 on Triple Talk WMKT. Portions of this program may be pre-recorded. Coming to you live from Petoskey, Michigan, it's Northern Michigan's only live and local afternoon talk show, WMKT's Talk of the North. Something on your mind? Call our studio line at 866-371-1270 or connect on social media at Triple Talk WMKT on Facebook and X. Now, bringing you the latest news from the region, states, and around the country, here's your host, Nick Rudy. Good afternoon, Northern Michigan. Welcome to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk. WMKT streaming online at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Reach out to the show, 866-371-1270. 866-371-1270. You can also find us on Social media, Facebook and X at Triple Talk WMKT, or you can send us an email, WMKTBusiness at gmail.com. Happy Monday. Hope you enjoyed your weekend. Very low-key weekend, although it has now morphed into a very nice day. A little bit of a, uh, a tricky day, though. It is, uh, if you looked outside of your window in the late morning, you're like, oh gosh, it's super sunny out. This looks like a great day. It is. It's very nice, very nice and sunny. Still not like super warm by any means. It's like still like mid-30s in Petoskey. Um, but still, we will take it. This is a very, very nice day. And then looking ahead, we're just into the forecast 50s to close out this week, Thursday and Friday. Going to be in the 50s in the TC area, maybe even in the Petoskey area as well. They're saying 52 in Traverse City, 50 in Petoskey. So, uh, we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. Really hope it does. Um, and then with the sunshine added as well. Although I think Thursday is supposed to be overcast. Friday, partly sunny, specifically in the afternoon. So we'll see if that actually happens. Several days to get to it as we're just starting another work week here in February. Uh, yeah, again, another low-key kind of weekend. No big sporting events. I mean, for the 10 people who are interested in the NHL and NFL All-Star games, potentially enjoyable. 
or if you uh, watch the Grammys. Honestly, I have no clue who watches the Grammys anymore. I didn't know they were happening until in real time. I saw some TikTok video about one of the winners getting arrested for punching someone in the crowd. They still let him get his prize and then arrested him afterwards. Uh, no, by the way, it was not Will Smith. Uh, but yeah, I don't know any of the winners of any of the categories. I mean, Grant, yes, I could have, you know, looked it up between when they finished with the Grammys last night till being here on the air, but I simply just don't care enough. So I don't know who won anything. And so uh, I guess it's, a you know, not super, super impactful here for this program. But, um, you know, at the thing that was uh, really buzzing about it was Taylor Swift announced a new album at the Grammys. So I am sure we will hear plenty about that during the Super Bowl next week. That is, uh, even if you you watch that, Ugh, man, those Chiefs, they cannot get away from the noise, apparently. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' dad, who's also Patrick Mahomes Sr., uh, he got arrested for his third DUI over the weekend, looking at two to ten years in jail. I'm sure his uh, fame or notoriety, depending on what you like to call it, will probably get him off easy. But drama, drama, drama all of the time around that team. I'm sure Andy Reid cannot wait to retire and just sit on a box of donuts every single day. A little bit of housekeeping, our portable battery Powered radio giveaway contest has ended. We've selected a winner. This one chose to remain anonymous. So congratulations. Enough said about that as we we honor that. Not a lot in sports. So like I said, from the weekend or even tonight, no games are scheduled tonight. All there is to report is the Pistons loss from last night, 111 to 99. A bit better on the defensive side of the ball, but the offense disappeared. And in the modern NBA, if you're not scoring over 100, you aren't winning. Uh, I saw some crazy stat recently and I am paraphrasing I might be slightly off by a, a year or two or a uh, a game or two but over the past it was like over the past 13 months there have been eight people who have scored 60 points or more in a single game and during a span of like 20 years from the 70s to 90s there were like 10 total so totally different game today and the Pistons are off until Wednesday the Red Wings, they will remain on the All-Star break until Saturday. Kind of sad. A whole week without Red Wings hockey. The next time, our next team, rather, that plays, though, is Michigan State basketball. They take on Minnesota tomorrow. It is slightly funny. Uh, we're talking about this in the lead-up to the Super Bowl this Sunday, which is America's favorite sport. Although, granted, again, as I've said a couple of different times, I don't know how many people are going to end up watching this this Super Bowl, but uh, yeah, they might. I don't know. They'll, maybe they'll tune in, but it's going to be one of the lower rated ones. But anyways, it was just announced a few days ago that the 2026 FIFA World Cup will take place at or World Cup will take place at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Only the second such time the U.S. has hosted. Uh, they hosted back in 1994 in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl. Actually, nice venue, right? Well, this time. Uh, Again, it's going to be at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. So they brought us into the worst stadium in the country, in the armpit of America, nonetheless. So it's kind of a double whammy there. But this is big news as the U.S. tries to develop soccer here and make it more popular. We have the athletes, obviously. We just have to develop them. And so the, the problem is, while it will help, why on earth are we doing this at MetLife? Are we going to make the world's most expensive ACLs come to play on perhaps the worst turf field of all time? 
I mean, yes, there is a little bit of humor here, but part of it is a serious question because so many knee injuries occur at MetLife, and that is the best we can offer for the world's most popular sporting event. And it is also true that these are the most expensive ACLs of all time. Cristiano Ronaldo makes $200 million a year. Neymar, $112 million a year. Benzema makes $100 million a year. For comparison, everyone lost their marbles when Shohei Otani got a $700 million contract over 20 years. LeBron makes $47 a year. Joe Burrow in the NFL leads with $55 million. They don't even come close to what they're making in soccer. So there's major injuries. The rest of the football world is going to hate us even more. I mean, this might start World War III if a couple of players go down with blown knees. I, I think we might get invaded by everyone else. So, But no, come to the richest country in the world, and instead of offering you, you know, grass, which we totally could do, we're going to offer you um, some plastic turf, apparently. I guess that's what we're going to go with. Congratulations to us. But to our trivia question for today, which northern Michigan city has the cheapest gas today? This was as of noon. Petoskey, Traverse City, Sheboygan, or Indian River. You can participate on the trivia poll over on X at Triple Talk WMKT, my personal X account at Nick Rudy. Notice I uh, omitted Gaylord from the list, mostly because they would win <laughs> every single time. Uh, but what is trending today in the internet, aside from uh, apparently the Grammys uh, and the Apple Vision Pro? We don't want to talk about that too much, but a lot of buzz around. An upcoming interview from Tucker Carlson, Tucker on X, I presume at least that's where Tucker is going to place it beyond his Tucker Carlson News Network website, but he's in Russia right now and is set to interview Vladimir Putin. And there are people on the left and right for different reasons saying it is stupid, mostly on the left. They're also saying it's treasonous. So here's, here's my two cents on this whole thing. So Tucker is a journalist. That is the description that he at least uh, tries to cling to. And journalists interview all sort of people all the time, anyone and everyone. So, you know, I'm sure at some point in your life, you've seen a journalist interview like a serial killer of which Putin is in that category in one way, a mass murderer, terribly evil man, but interviewing bad people, it's not an endorsement of that person. So the issue though, that I do have with this Tucker interview is with Tucker's track record since breaking free of the mainstream media chains he has only really done like those buddy-buddy type interviews with people from Trump who he did not ask a single tough question. He was basically just having drinks with him, and there was a camera that happened to be there. Uh, same thing with the crackhead that uh, was looking for his five minutes of fame, saying he did like drugs with Obama and slept with him, um, or just drooling all over the uh, that cat internet dude on X. Um, so these interviews have been more like People Magazine-esque than journalistic. So I do have an issue with a friendly conversation with Putin. If conducted, fair, but tough with Putin, totally understandable, probably a net positive, but sitting there and trying to be friends with a guy, kind of gross. So we will see what Tucker ends up doing based on recent history, although not very hopeful. But coming up on this week on this show, on tonight's show, we continue our coverage of the closing of the Highland Cottage Hospice House by McLaren. Uh, they, we've reached out to comment actually uh, to McLaren specifically, asked if they would like to come on the show and you know, explain what's all going on and what the future of that building is and all that sort of stuff. And uh, they declined. And so 
We'll be speaking with Bay Bluffs Administrator Lisa Ashley in the third segment about that closure, how the community moves forward. She was actually very instrumental in getting the uh, the Highland Cottage Hospice House opened uh, many, many years ago. So we, she has very uh, good insight on that. So we're going to talk about that. It's kind of the path forward for the community as well. And then on tomorrow's show, we'll be joined by State Representative Cam Cabot to discuss the Save Cornwall Flooding Project. The uh, Save Cornwall Flooding Group uh, has made tremendous progress. The DNR has finally been convinced to spend a considerable chunk of money on the, uh, from their 2024 budget. So we'll catch up on that important story tomorrow with Cam. But back to our trivia question for today. Which northern Michigan city has the cheapest gas today? Petoskey, Traverse City, Sheboygan, or Indian River? The answer, a little bit surprising actually, is Traverse City because sometimes they have the most expensive gas in the state. But Traverse City... Uh, had a couple of stations uh, that was reported on Gas Buddy at 2.91 a gallon. Sheboygan in second, there was one station 2.99 a gallon. Today is the fifth of February. It is time for our famous birthday. Today we're wishing Michael Sheen a happy 55th birthday. Known for his roles as an actor as Tony Blair in The Queen, David Frost in Frost, Frost Nixon. He also appeared in the 1992 stage adaptation of Romeo and Juliet and played a role in the 2010 film, The Special Relationship. In his youth, Sheen was scouted and offered a place on Arsenal's youth team at the age of 12, but his soccer, by the way, uh, but his family was unwilling to relocate to London. He later said he was grateful for his parents' decision as the chances of forging a professional football career were so slim. They were a theatrical family through and through. Almost the opposite. Usually parents force their kids out of the arts into sports, but this is uh, vice versa here. Never looked back, focused on theater, although it wasn't always easy. Spent a year employed at a Welsh fast food restaurant called Burger Master to support his acting career. That's interesting. Uh, but here he is starring in a little lesser known role besides Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence in the movie Passengers as the android barkeep Arthur. Pratt's character traveling on a ship to a distant planet and his hibernation pod malfunctioned, woke up decades too early. Screwed, Arthur. Completely and ridiculously screwed. Come on now. Every cloud has a silver lining. Guess I am going to die of old age on this ship. Oh, we all die. Even androids end up on the scrap heap. I'm your only customer. Why are you always polishing a glass? Trick of the trade. Makes people nervous when a bartender just stands there. So lay some bartender wisdom on me. I'm lost in space here. You're not where you want to be. You feel like you're supposed to be somewhere else. <laughs> you said it. Well, say you could snap your fingers and be wherever you wanted to be. I bet you'd still feel this way. Not in the right place. Point is, you can't get so hung up on where you'd rather be that you forget how to make the most of where you are. What are you telling me? Take a break from worrying about what you can't control. Live a little. Happy birthday to Michael Sheen and all of our February 5th birthdays. We are due for a quick break. When we return, there's a little bit of local news headed your way. It was a little bit slow in the local news world, but there are a couple important stories to hit, including Crooked Tree and Petoskey having some significant flooding. The Mackinac Bridge was closed for two hours today, and uh, Traverse City commissioners have a busy night ahead of them. We'll get into those stories and many more coming up 
after these messages. You're listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 102.3 and 103.3 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? You're not alone. Pure Talk knows the silent majority is fed up. It's time to join the masses who have fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. Dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Are you or someone you love struggling with an addiction to drugs or alcohol and want to be set free from the chains of addiction? Then call Addiction Helpline America right now to get the help you need. From drug and alcohol addiction to dual diagnosis treatment, we provide a confidential helpline to help people like you get sober and live happy, substance-free lives. Treatment helped me get my life back. I was so addicted, the only person I could focus on was myself and what I needed. I hit rock bottom and lost everything. Through treatment, I was able to overcome those demons and focus on my family again. I used until I overdosed and almost died. That was the end of the road for me. After seeking treatment, I now have hope. I learned skills that help me deal with life on life's terms. 800-932-1564 That's 800-932-15 As an organ donor, your story doesn't have to end. The good in you can live on. In fact, you could save up to eight lives with your gifts. Your heart could keep beating. Your kidneys could keep filtering, and your intestines could keep on digesting for others. And that's not all. You can improve the lives of 50 more people as an eye and tissue donor, restoring sight and health. And you're not just helping out the person receiving the transplant. You're touching whole families with your life-saving gift. Register in minutes. Just go to organdonor.gov. You'll be happy you did. And just maybe... Someone else will be happy too. Sign up today. Go to organdonor.gov. It saves lives. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Dennis Much More. He was Governor Snyder's chief of staff. The president is coming to Michigan, and I guess that is a tip of the hat to the endorsement from the UAW. Well, either that or the continuing endorsement of Gretchen Whitmer. I'm not sure which. He obviously feels like he owes Sean Fain. He's been on the picket line, which is very rare. Kind of expected that the UAW would endorse a Democratic candidate. Michigan's Big Show, weekday mornings at 6 on Triple Talk WMK. And now we return to your home for in-depth local news coverage. WMKT's Talk of the North with Nick Rudy, exclusively on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM WMKT, and streaming across the Wolverine State at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Welcome back to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk WMKT. 
and streaming online at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Again, our phone number, 866-371-1270, 866-371-1270. want to get in touch. Vanderbilt area schools have canceled classes for tomorrow and Wednesday due to an excessive amount of illnesses. They report that 50% of students were off today because they were sick. So yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be anywhere near that at all. I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Uh, the Traverse City Streets Division is set to conduct a building demolition at the Union Street Dam parking lot J tomorrow morning. A small section of parking lot J will not be accessible to allow for the work to be completed safely. This is the same building that was the site of the recent trading exercises by the Traverse City Fire Department. The Traverse City man charged with kidnapping a woman, torturing and sexually assaulting her in 2022 has been charged. Christopher Thomas is going to be serving between 40 and 60 years in prison. If he is ever to be released, he will be required to wear a GPS tracker for the remainder of his life. The Mackinac Bridge was closed this late morning into the early afternoon for falling ice. Reopened just before 1, closed from 11 to 1. Lots of uh, unhappy travelers, I am sure. On Thursday, state troopers were called to a house on Hickok Road in Alpena County for a report of an assault while en route trooper son unoccupied Honda SUV crashed into a snowbank on Sitting Bull Lane. When troopers arrived at the residence, they spoke with the victim and witnesses who say 37-year-old Brian White came to the home on three different occasions that night. The first time he came alone, and uh, the victim believed he was drunk, told him to leave. He returned a second time his, with his young children, was asked to leave again, and then he returned a third time, this time alone again, and began to assault the victim. During the investigation, they determined the abandoned Honda was White's car. When they went to his home to detain him, White refused to exit his house, then started to attack one of the troopers. He's been charged with one count of assault and battery, one count of resisting arrest. The Leelanau County Sheriff's Office has introduced two new canine units after their handlers of, and their dogs recently graduated from canine handler school. Deputy Strope and his canine partner, Kino, have been with the Sheriff's Office for nearly five years. Kino was recently purchased using county funds. J Deputy Jervitsky and his partner, Klaus, have been with the Sheriff's Office for nearly three years. Jervitsky was paired with Klaus after the previous handler left the Sheriff's Office. Yesterday, a driver was sent to the hospital after a head-on collision with another car on US-131. A 67-year-old woman was driving a GMC terrain, entered the freeway from an off-ramp at exit 177 in Wexford County, started traveling northbound in the left-southbound lane of US-131. A Dodge Ram traveling southbound that lane struck the GMC head-on. The woman was taken to Munson and Cadillac for minor injuries. The driver of the truck and his passenger, both from New York, were not injured. The woman was issued a citation for driving the wrong way on a divided highway. Tonight, the Traverse City City Commission will be busy with a few topics on their agenda. Commissioners are expected to vote on contracts and funding for demolition and cleanup work on multiple properties on West State and Pine Streets that are planned the planned site of a future mixed-use parking deck. The Traverse City Downtown Development Authority has already received a $900,000 grant from the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy for the work. If approved, work would begin this spring. 
Another notable agenda item is a discussion of filling the new role of City Clerk Operations Coordinator. Commissioners will vote on authorizing the creation of this position. That person would monitor and review documents to ensure required insurance is in place to insulate the city from risk, also known as risk management, as well as handling licensing, serving as the point of contact for a variety of licensing categories and approvals, with the city recently adding over 1,600 hours annually and legally requiring licensing oversight. The Crooked Tree Arts Center in Batoski remains closed from over the weekend when a water source line got disconnected in the bathroom, leaving a significant flooding in the first floor bathrooms and entryway, lower level hallway, pottery studio, men's bathroom, and the mechanical room. The earliest uh, partial reopening day is tomorrow. However, flooding has affected events outside of daily operations within the Arts Center. The Petoskey State of the Community was supposed to be held at Crooked Tree on Friday, but due to the flooding, it has been postponed to the 23rd. If you have tickets, you'll automa automatically transfer to the new day. But if you have scheduling conflicts on that Friday, email chamber at petoskeychamber.com for a refund. If you are now available to attend with the new for the new day, tickets are on sale $25 at petoskeychamber.com. That has been your look at local news today. We're going to take another quick break. When we return, we'll be joined by Lisa Ashley, the administrator over at Bay Bluffs, talking about the closure by McLaren of the Highland Cottage Hospice House. That's coming up next. You're listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 102.3 and 103.3 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT. King Charles III has been diagnosed with cancer. Buckingham Palace making the announcement today he says he's undergoing treatment and will postpone public duties for now. President Biden talked about it during a stop in Las Vegas today. Concerned about him, just heard his diagnosis, but I'll be talking to him God The 75-year-old king recently underwent successful corrective procedure for an enlarged prostate. In his statement, the palace says the king will continue to attend his state business and looks forward to returning to full public duty. U.S. forces recently launching airstrikes against Iranian-linked targets in Iraq and Syria. California Congressman Darrell Issa on the Fox Business Network. The week that they were given was an opportunity to get all of the Iranians out of the sites that were hit. Uh, that's almost like saying we really don't want to even indirectly hit Iran. With the forces attacking U.S. forces and in international shipping, America is listening to Fox News. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 800-418-2340. 800-418-2340. That's 800-418-2340. Who'd be there? 
to tell us if the band left them begging for more. To bring us the classics, spinning down Woodward. We'll be there to warn us when our commute needs a detour. Will you? Start a career in the broadcasting industry. On air or behind the scenes, there's a place for you. Go to BeThereMichigan.com to learn more. And apply online today at McDonaldGarberBroadcasting.com. Triple Talk, WMKT weather forecast. Forecast for the rest of today. We're still looking at sunshine. Hot air 43 clouds tonight. 26 for the low. Expect sunshine again for Tuesday. Highs near 41. Clouds for Wednesday, 46 for the high. Thursday, chance of rain. Could see highs near 50. And then Friday, rain and a high again near 50. That's your forecast on Triple Talk, WMKT. Now, back to WMKT's Talk of the North with Nick Rudy on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, WMKT, and streaming statewide at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Welcome back to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT, streaming online at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. We are welcoming back a guest who was on just about a week and a half ago talking about the state of, uh, well, not just end-of-life care, which we're going to be talking about today, but um, just nursing homes in general and just kind of how the um, what the issues that are facing our community that in some cases aren't unique to our community, some things that are unique to our community. And joining us now to discuss the recent closure of the Highland Cottage Hospice House is the administrator of Bay Bluffs, Lisa Ashley. So, uh, Lisa, thanks you. Uh, thank you uh, for joining the show today. What was your uh, initial reaction when you heard that the uh, Highland Cottage Hospice House was closing? Oh gosh, I had all kinds of mixed emotions. I think the first was shock, and the second was disappointment. Um, the I think initial reaction was also grief um, for those that won't have an opportunity to be cared for in that environment that was created specifically for end of life situations and was built by the community. Yeah. Cause you, you wrote on the, uh, the Bay Bluffs uh, blog quote, I was uh, intimately involved in the creation of this hospice residence. So I know firsthand how incredible the community support was many years ago. What was your involvement? And for those who may not know, how deeply involved was the community in getting that facility built? So my role at the time was as executive director for Hospice of Little Traverse Bay. And um, we created the Highland Cottage. Um, So intimately involved means I was the lead for building that facility. I have pictures of my family standing on that hill before we broke ground um, right up through the opening and being there for the very first patients that we served. So I was with that organization for um, over 15 years and um, left there about two years after the cottage opened. And, you know, it, it was a true community effort. You know, we 
built that facility with community donations and some grant funds um, from the Kresge Foundation. And it was truly an every man's effort. And by that, I mean, we did not have major million dollar donors for that facility. We had lots and lots and lots of 25, 50 and hundred dollar donations that totaled just over four and a half million dollars. And we had a very generous community of um, contractors and vendors who helped us with everything from donating our hospital beds that we purchased uh, or that needed to be purchased for uh, the patients there um, through all of our um, construction crew and support. So many different contributions were made cash and in kind to help bring that facility to life. And so again, it, it's, it's, it hits, it hits hard. Um, I, I think being a true hospice professional, we understand the grief uh, that comes with this kind of a loss in the community um, of a community built resource. Yeah. And you, you may have partially answered this question, but the, the outcry from the community was pretty immediate. Social media was, was buzzing. Uh, what were some of the themes that you've heard that you've seen in, in public discourse since that announcement? Again, a lot of grief. I think um, some tremendous comments from folks that have received services at the cottage, just illustrating why it's so necessary. There are, as much as we would all like to die in the peace and comfort of our own homes, surrounded by our families, that's just not possible for everyone in every situation. And the cottage was that safe place for people. Um, it meant they didn't have to be in the hospital. And it means they don't have to be in a place where maybe end of life care isn't the primary um, care and service that's being provided. And, and so one of the common themes I saw was just an outpouring of love and um, sharing of experiences of families who utilize the services at the cottage. The other thing was just anger and frustration. Um, I think anytime you have a community resource that was built with so many community dollars and support and um, the owner makes a, a change, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult for people to address that change um, because of how important it's been for so many folks. Um, so that's one of the reasons that we decided to put out information. And, you know, I started at Bay Bluffs over nine years ago. I have a tremendous number of colleagues I've worked with in the hospice industry over the years who also work with me at Bay Bluffs. And one of the things that we've tried to educate our community about, as you and I talked um, a few weeks ago, Nick, is about you know, our short-term rehab services and, and getting people rehabbed to go home and our long-term care supports and services and dementia care and services. But what I haven't talked about because we didn't want to compete with the Highland Cottage because it's such a specialty service, um, we don't talk about generally the kind of end-of-life care that is provided in a nursing home. And, and that was very intentional and that was very purposeful. Um, so I think back circling back to community reaction, I think it's a lot of grief, a lot of frustration, 
Um, I don't know that the community realized just how much resource it was taking on the part of McLaren's health system to keep that facility open. And I, and I don't know that the community knew how long that had been going on, that, that there was a financial challenge there. So, um, you know, I can understand from the corporate side of things that you've got to make decisions to ensure that you're financially viable as an entity. But I also understand that this was a community built resource. And I'm not sure the community really understood just how challenging financially it was to operate the cottage and and whether the community had an opportunity to help support that. So lots of different elements there to answer that question for you. But Yeah, for sure. Well, um, how, how is uh, Bay Bluffs planning on filling in any gaps left behind by this closure? I, I know that there's already kind of an ongoing, you know, staffing shortage. And yes. we're going to talk about more about that later. But just uh, in the kind of in the uh, short term here, uh, what are you guys doing to, to step up? So, as I mentioned, you know, we really haven't talked too much about how nursing homes um, provide end of life care all, all the time, every day. And at Bay Bluffs, because we have so many staff, including our medical director, Paul Blanchard, who is um, a hospice and palliative care trained physician, um, you know, we really haven't talked about the fact that this is the kind of care we provide every day. It just happens to be in probably a less ideal setting, shall we say, than the Highland Cottage, which was very specific to, um, you know, having a family unit be able to be together in one location if they were able to do that and, and provide that end of life care. So at Bay Bluffs, what are we doing right now? We have um, some renovation that we've been doing. And we have six rooms set aside that um, we could potentially provide support for uh, folks that are on hospice care. So they could be receiving hospice services at home from McLaren Hospice or Hospice of Michigan or any of the other community providers. And if for some reason they're not able to remain at home because there's a pain management issue, a symptom management issue, or a caregiver issue. That, that's part of the challenge that we face in our community is that sometimes when you're on hospice care and your spouse um, is there to provide care for you, they, they can't do the kinds of things that are necessary to help keep you safe and comfortable at the end of your life. So all of those situations combined, we are opening um, a few beds so that we could potentially bring those folks in from home still partner with that community hospice program. I, I wanna make sure the community knows we're not taking on hospice services, but we are offering that residential home-like feel for hospice providers and hospice patients to come to when they can't be cared for at home. The hospital is not a place for a dying person. Um, again, if, if asked, most of us would say we wanna be at home to die. <clears throat> and if that's not possible, we want to fill that gap. We don't know what the long-term outcome is going to be for the Highland Cottage and that building. Hopefully there will be some additional alternatives that come to be because if you look at our community demographic, we are a very aging population <laughs> and, 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 and we have kind of an inverse, uh, uh, pyramid going on where we have a much older population 
and many fewer younger folks to do the caregiving. So these sorts of residential care settings are going to be very, very necessary for our community moving forward. So hopefully there's a positive outcome and, and we'll be able to utilize the Highland Cottage again in the interim, Bay Bluffs wants to be there to offer that safe, comfortable space for folks. Again, we do this every day. Uh, we talked last time, Nick, about the fact that nursing homes are not the place folks want to move into. It's not high on your bucket list, but it's a place where folks move into for long-term care when they can't be cared for at home. And it's a place where they generally spend the end of their life. So our team of nurses and nurse aides and all the rest of our support staff provide this safe, supportive, dignified care every single day. And we're going to partner with community hospice programs to make sure that we can sort of bridge the gap, if you will, of the Highland Cottage closure. You touched on a few things I want to I want to have a conversation about as well. And one of the things that you mentioned we talked about last time, the shortage of employees we didn't really dig too deep with that, though. What are some of the the, the biggest challenges in, in filling these roles? Is it is it salary? Is it a kind of a lack of housing in the area? What, what have been things that you've heard? So the challenges are, you know, we had challenges with nursing shortages, and we knew this was coming 20, 30 years ago. I'm not sure the community realized how difficult it was going to be. And then the pandemic hit and you had, you know, nursing staff, both uh, registered nurses, LPNs, and then certified nurse aides who'd been working in healthcare for their entire careers. And the pandemic hit and early retirement was a, was a great option to not have to deal with further burnout and exhaustion that was created by by COVID-19. Um, so that has compounded the challenge in, in the nursing shortage. So for us in our nursing home setting, our staff, about 40% of our staff travel from outside of Emmett County to come to work um, because there is a housing, housing shortage. Affordable housing is really difficult to come by in the Petoskey Harbor Springs area. And um, so for us, it's looking outside of our county for staff. Um, then it childcare is another issue. I think we found that we had folks leave our organization during the pandemic because someone had to be home with the kids when schools closed and daycares closed. And they realized financially they could manage on one income, and some of those folks haven't returned to the workforce. Um, I think 2024, 2025 will be the years that we start to see an increase again in available nursing staff and nurse aid staff. Um, I think we're far enough out here with learning how to live with COVID-19 that um, we have much better practices and um, uh, supports, I would say, in place for nursing staff that, that we'll see an increase. And I think North Central Michigan College has certainly put themselves in a position to support that for all of us that are in healthcare and needing the staff. But it, it is a challenge. As I mentioned, the, the pyramid is a little bit upside down in our community and more aging folks with fewer 
uh, folks there to provide the supportive care that's needed. So we're trying to be creative. Um, we are at Bay Bluffs. You know, we certainly can't compete with hospital wages for nurses. That is a big challenge that we have um, based on our reimbursement structure. So we're doing the best we can to create an environment where people want to be there to work. They feel like they're part of a team and they want to help us move into the next, you know, the next five to 10 years of success and, and quality of care, which we, we had talked about the last time. So definitely housing, childcare, wages are an issue for anyone seeking to grow healthcare staff. Um, and I would say that North Central Michigan College has been an incredible partner in being creative about how we fill the educational gaps and offer train, high-level training, excellent, excellent training for local community members to have a very solid career in healthcare in our region. I do want to talk about uh, NCMC here in a second, but kind of before that, because we just talked about why it's, it's hard to find people who are currently you know, in the workforce uh, because of the housing, because of child care, salary, things of that nature. But people do like sure things. And, and maybe high school graduates <laughs> are not this forward thinking. But in this economy, which has its ups and downs, stability is pretty crucial. And if you go into the nursing profession, you're practically guaranteed a job after graduation. And yet there remains a shortage. Any insight into why that is? You know, that's a really great question. I I don't have a great answer for that. I, I feel like you hit the nail on the head. There is no shortage of exceptional options for nurses in, in our region and across the country. So I, I don't know. I, I think during the pandemic, we found that a lot of even local nurses took jobs with traveling nurse agencies because they were paying them more. They had short stints in different places throughout the country. They had multiple opportunities to travel and, and do other things. And again, the pay was significantly more than what any of us, um, you know, could pay them to be a permanent staff member. Again, I think we see that changing a little bit more now that the urgency of the pandemic has subsided. And hopefully some of those folks that had been out traveling um, will come back home to work permanently. But that's one of the things that we're trying to partner with local high schools and, um, and NCMC to figure out how do we engage local students to not only receive excellent training in their own community, but also to stay here to work. And, um, and that's one of the, that's one of the things that we're trying to, to figure out. And, and that's partly the reason for us right now at Bay Bluffs that we, you know, we have 120 licensed certified beds and I have um, 75 of those beds available because I don't have the staff to deliver quality care for 120 beds. And so as a, as a company, we're trying to figure out how do we build, you know, appropriate pay, a great work environment, and reduce the stress on those staff so that they want to stay with us and they want to bring their friends to work with us <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know <clears throat> where we find 
that next generation of nurses and nurse aides. And that's going to be a crisis in all of healthcare for many years to come. You had mentioned North Central, and we've seen in recent days and weeks changes to how North Central Michigan College is going to handle its nursing degrees. They partnered with Davenport to offer graduates online bachelor's degrees, so they don't need to leave the area, which allows them to stay here and maybe work part-time. And then once they graduate, they can they can look in the area for jobs as well. So I'm assuming you see this as a step in the right direction. How helpful is that going to be? And is there any other steps that um, you think need to be taken to encourage potential hires to to move here or nursing graduates to stay here? Right. I think <clears throat> absolutely what North Central is doing and, and what they have done over the last several years to partner with, especially in healthcare, partner with those of us who are in the industry. Um, they've been very open to feedback from us about what we need and how we need it provided. And they've been very adaptable in how they're delivering that education and support. So I think the, the idea that you can stay locally and finish a bachelor's degree right here at home is just absolutely a fantastic, fantastic opportunity for our nursing students. Um, we partnered with North Central Michigan College and relaunched a fast track certified nurses aid program, which the first two courses have been full. Um, and I even believe we have a waiting list for this next class. And again, it, it has just been a fantastic partnership to get people who maybe haven't had any healthcare experience at all into a career in healthcare in a very fast, obviously fast track uh, way and then then hopefully help to promote and fill from the nurse aid program, you know, encourage people to go on to be part of the LPN, the licensed practical nurse program, or to then make that next step into a registered nurse, uh, bachelor of nursing degree. So I think we're building all of the right steps and, and pieces with North Central Michigan College. And I think it's going to take us another, another year or so to fully develop those, but it could be a very great gap filler for all of us in healthcare for the, to have these partnerships um, with North Central. So I, I know that, you know, their success as a community college and filling those programs directly impacts my success as a nursing home administrator and, and our team success in providing quality, exceptional care. And I'm sure it's no different for the hospital. Um, where these folks come from and how we bring them up to Northern Michigan. Again, I think that all ties back to the housing challenges that we have. You know, when you're starting out, you are guaranteed a job as a nurse, but there's no guarantee you're going to have that exceptional wage and not have other debt to deal with. So affordable housing is absolutely critical. It is absolutely critical for our region to be able to offer that to entice folks to move to the area. I think we have great schools in the region. I think we have an amazing healthcare system. We have all the outdoor activities and the arts. We are missing the housing component and I think until we get that fixed, we're not going to attract young people to the area to fill this gap in our healthcare staffing. Yeah, certainly. It's been uh, many, many years of uh, shortages, increasing shortages. Hopefully it won't be as many 
years for uh, kind of fixing the problem as well. So we're speaking with Lisa Ashley, the Bay Bluffs administrator. Lisa, thanks for taking the time to join us today and uh, giving all this uh, insight for us about the, the Highland Cottage closure and the uh, kind of moving forward, how to, how to fix these uh, problems we're facing. I really appreciate you uh, chatting with me today and the opportunity to help provide education and, and information to the community. Thanks, Nick. Again, that is Lisa Ashley, the administrator over at Bay Bluffs. It is now time, however, for WMKT's Mark Watch. Let me let me warn you, it's a uh, another day that didn't go super super great here as we uh, kick off. Gosh, another week here for uh, for the Market Watch. The Dow Jones fell 274 points, ending at 38,380. The Nasdaq fell 31 points ending at 15,597, and the S&P 500 fell 15 points, ending at 4,942. Domino's Pizza fell $4.01 per share, ending at $418.05. DTE Energy fell $1.16 per share, ending at $103.92. General Motors, they fell $1.00. 12 cents today, ending at $37.79. Learcorp fell $1.27 per share. They end at $134.36. And Whirlpool Corporation fell $2.24, ending at $108.20 per share. That has been WMKT's Market Watch. And as you hear many times during the show, you can stream this online at wmktthetalkstation.com. However, if you missed any of today's show or that interview with Lisa Ashley, Bay Bluffs administrator, about the closure of the Highland Cottage Hospice House in Batoski, you can head over to that same website, wmktthetalkstation.com. Catch the entirety of the show, talking about sports, talking about local news, talking about things that matter to you in the third segment, the Market Watch. You can head over and click the Talk of the North on demand tab, or if you want just the interviews, you can click special edition interviews and you get just the interview. Pretty great. So you don't have to skip around. But that is all the time that we have for today's show. We will be back tomorrow with more of the news you need to know. You are listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM Triple Talk, WMKT. Have a good night. It's 6 o'clock at 1270 AM WMKT, Charlevoix, Traverse City, 1023 